Once upon a time, Annie was frozen by her anxiety. She could hardly move or see joy anywhere, until one day she realized her own thoughts could thaw her from the inside. Annie began using her thoughts more and more each day until she warmed up. Then she discovered she was living in a beautiful enchanted forest, which she can now fully experience. This is Annie's manifesting success story. Hello and welcome to this episode. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and I am super excited to introduce you to Annie today, who you are going to get to hear her journey for the next several months because her journey, her manifesting success story is five years long. We, uh, She's just a little over her five years into this specific journey. She's been on this journey for longer than that, but we've been documenting it for five years. And I'm super excited to introduce you to Annie. And we're doing this um, a little different than we do sometimes. Well, first of all, hi, Annie. Welcome. Hi, Cassie. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. We're doing this a little, you know, like a movie where it's like, this is what's happening now. But, you know, then you go back five years and you see the beginning. So you guys are going to get a little taste of the um, ra- the five years of Annie's story, what happens in five years today, uh, because we're going to introduce her amazing son to you so that you know a little bit more about him during his journey. And, uh, and then next week will be Annie, where she started. So welcome to this episode. Welcome, Annie. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me. Of course. So for listeners, we are recording this October 24th, 2023. And before we jump into how amazing Leo is, I would love to hear your money manifested total that we're going to celebrate today. My money manifesting total is $797,000. Yay. That's amazing. Did you ever think you'd be saying that five years ago? No. (laughs) Oh, that is awesome. How does it feel? It feels great. And just adding it up, I I just love adding numbers together and it (laughs) felt so good. Yes, I love it. And what I love, listeners are going to get to hear this journey because this isn't, when Annie showed up with her total today, that is not how it has always been. Um, And so you're going to get to hear her evolution of how she started to show up and want to say big numbers and amazing things. So before we dive into uh, Leo, your amazing son, I also want to hear what's your most recent manifestation because it's super fun. Yes. Uh, Last week, um, a med spa, a local med spa had an open house and um, it it was interesting. I wasn't planning on going, but then I had this idea that I might go, but I had clients scheduled at the time. They both canceled and then I was able to go and I won the door prize, which was um, two... over $2,000 worth of products and services. So facials and all sorts of medical grade um, products, which it's awesome. <laughs> and yeah, and it, it was funny because I, I kind of knew I was going to win, which was, uh, which was fun, really fun. <laughs> yes. Ah, that's awesome. I love it. Congratulations. And I think that's such a beautiful... 
it's not a wrap up of your five years, but it's such a beautiful example of your five years of growing in your money and your ability to receive and the up-leveled self-care that you do now. Yeah. 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 I love it. Amazing. Yeah. It was Um, fun. It was funny because I knew there was a drawing and in my head, I was just like, Ooh, I'd love that. I wonder how this is going to happen. And that's just my automatic now. And then I forgot about it. And then at the end, they handed me the baskets. It's like, Oh, thanks. (laughs) And it was just really fun. It was a, it was, yeah, a fun representation of how things work these days. Amazing. I love it. It just gets better and better. It sure does. Fabulous. All right. Well, so when you started, uh, your son was 16. He is now 21. He just celebrated his Mm -hmm. 21st birthday and listeners in the upcoming months, you'll get to hear about that celebration a little bit more. And we might talk about it today. Uh, but what's awesome with your son, Leo. It's impossible to say everything. That's awesome. He has a wonderful community. He's so happy. And he has a real a self-identity, that um, interest that he loves and friends, meaningful friendships. And he's really happy and at ease. And um, yeah, he's he, there's just a lot of possibilities for him. And he loves, loves life. Amazing. Now, I know that it wasn't always like this. So you take us back in end time and tell us because it's amazing. And when you talk about how easy things are and life now, it's just, it's so good. But I know that it wasn't always like that. So will you fill us in? Yeah. Yeah. So um, Leo was neurotypical um, when he was born and everything was really on track. And then at about um, 18 months old, my brother was playing with him and he was throwing him up in the air. And Leo, up until that point, had loved interacting with my brother. And my brother said, I don't think he likes me anymore. And he was starting to move away from relationships. He was starting to move away from the people who love him. And he lost language and he developed stimming um, repetitive motion. And he started screaming all of the time. And so he changed a lot there. Yeah. So just for listeners, so he, he was able, he had language like normal, you know, like an 18 month old language, and then he just kind of lost it. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. also, yeah. Um, For anyone who doesn't know and might like, this might be an opportunity for education. What is a stemming behavior? So stimming is a repetitive motion that brings that people do to soothe. Um, and um, people with sensory integration, every, all humans do it. You'll see people when they get stressed out, go like this or rock or tap their knee. Um, and that's a stimming behavior. Cool. So everything kind of started to change. Yeah. Um, he started to really struggle in a lot of his interactions and um, he lost weight and he had a dental surgery. And when he woke up from that dental surgery, he was, um, 
his light is back, but he, and it is hard to sit with how that was, but um, he wasn't the same. Yeah. And so what happened next as things changed? Well, we started to seek um, solutions for him. Uh, we went to speech therapist and occupational therapist, and um, which led us to the Denver Children's Hospital, and where he was diagnosed with a pretty heavy diagnosis. That, um, uh, yeah, he was diagnosed with autism and mental retardation and sensory integration disorder and pervasive developmental delay. And that's a heavy diagnosis. That is a, that's like multiple heavy diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, how did you feel then? It's just, do you also get feelings in this? Yeah, I was, um, it, it was hard. I was, I was ready for autism because I'd done a lot of studying on autism and I had written a bunch of reports on autism when I was a special education major and I felt like I could handle autism. And, um, the mental retardation diagnosis was the hardest for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and the doctors and the professionals said that he would be institutionalized, that he would never have a high quality of life. And that was extremely hard for a mom to hear. Yeah. And so what were some of the, the, the choices? I know that you went, started therapy. Yes. Um, and I started talking to moms. I, mm -hmm. I had heard about the gluten and dairy free diet and, um, dye freeze and sugar free diet. And I have a friend who was a nurse at the time who worked for a, a doctor who helped parents, um, of kids. It was called the biomedical approach to autism. Mm -hmm. So I started talking to moms and I asked the doctors about it. I said, Hey, I've, I've heard about this gluten and dairy free diet thing. Does that help? And the professional said, no, that doesn't help. It just makes parents feel better. But I was talking to all these moms and it had helped them. And so I had to try it. And so we did. Um, we went gluten and dairy free, dye free, sugar free. <laughs> and, uh, and it helped everything we have done has helped Leo. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. And so when you started, like describe Leo at 16, because he was not in an institution. Um, no. Like you might know there's some sort of diagnosis if you hang out with Leo, but you would have no idea there was all of that going on, right? Yeah. I think it helps to look at what he was like at two and at four. Yeah. Um, if that's okay. Absolutely. There was no eye contact. He did self-injurious behavior. So he punched himself. He punched me. Um, he screamed all of the time. And um, he had this high pitched kind of autism spring and scream and he toe walked and the no language, no eye contact was the big one. Um, and he just was in his own little world. He would flip switches on and off. He would play just to see things go in circles. 
Um, he didn't have what's called meaningful play or meaningful eye contact or, or um, conversational receptive language. He had um, echophalia, I believe it's called, where he just echoed back sometimes the last word that you would say. Mm -hmm. um, and I called it like the veil was down and I couldn't get to him. Um, and so then we started all of those interventions and do you have any questions about that part though before <laughs> I, I feel like so, so um no just so it went two years of kind of like this is the diagnosis and searching for things and then you did you decide I can support my kid like this doesn't I don't have to choose this this um outcome how did that work for you and sort of a mom and what you chose and, and what moved you forward? I dove into the biomedical approach to autism and to um, pervasive delays. And I, I studied it a lot and I started moving away from, there's a, there's a movement called stop calling it autism. Mm -hmm. um, because what we're seeing in our kids is not autism. And it's not autism from 60 years ago of what you studied autism. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so I started the biomedical approach and the stop calling it autism kind of idea. And um, and I started thinking about what I wanted for kids or for Leo. And I started reading about um, ch children. I watched this video of this boy who was about 16 and he would talk about when I used to be autistic. And it, I started thinking, Ooh, he moved out of autism. Leo can move on out of autism. And, and so at 16, when we started, um, he definitely was talking, um, the gluten and dairy free brought eye contact language, omega-3s brought language. And I can go into detail. I'm going to go into detail about this in my book, but um, all, B12 really helped. And I started helping his system repair from some of the damage that happened during the surgery that he had when he was little. And we found that he had a gene mutation. And so all of the professionals we started working with helped. We found... Um, a specialist in gut health, a specialist in brain health, um, uh, a play therapist that helped with attachment. And that's what led me to being a therapist and working with families. I was really driven to helping families um, repair their relationships. Yeah. Was yeah. Is the gene connected to the other diagnosis or that's separate well, or different? Um, the gene mutation that he has affects his body's ability to process everything and especially medicine. And so Leo had to have a surgery a couple of years ago to remove a cyst. And the anesthesiologist knew all about this gene mutation. So he um, used certain types of medicine. So Leo did wonderfully and did not regress. But the anesthesiologist, when Leo was two, didn't know about it, unfortunately. And um, and so that regression that we saw uh, was largely due to his body's inability to process the medicine. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what I hear is like that all of those diagnoses might not have been accurate because it was actually like a bio 
a biochemical thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And um, I got so into this listening that I forgot my next question. Um, And so, oh, but you were still doing some of these things when you came. I don't know if we're moving on to 16 yet. So from the time he was two until you kept doing all of these things that supported and really saying like this, this doesn't have to be like, I can change. I can help my kid create their life. Right. Yeah. What was some of the, go ahead. Oh, a diagnosis can sometimes feel like a tombstone Mm -hmm. when, when someone says, and to put that on a two or a four-year-old is heavy. Yeah. (laughs) And so when I started, and I had a huge aha about it just this last year. Like, this doesn't have to be. I And I started asking Leo, hey, so in five years, you're going to be 26. How do you want to feel? And, um, and I, but I started getting just not holding on to the diagnosis so tight, looking at it as a tool that can help me get the services that he needs. Mm-hmm. And so I would cut out pictures of kids um, of a little boy with sparkly eye contact and put it on my fridge. And um, and then eventually I took that picture and replaced it with the actual real picture of him looking at me. And I just started listening to other moms and my heart and um, and kind of fiercely going in that direction. Absolutely. So how long was it before, and I, it, I'm assuming it's years, when you put the picture of the kid with the eye t- contact, because you're living in the experience you want, right? Rather than like surrendering to sort of, this is never going to happen. You're like, this is what I want. And I attract it. This kid looks into my eyes. And I would say, Leo, I haven't seen him with the whole world, but he connects with you, right? He yeah. sees you. Um, and so how long did you have that on your fridge before that became your reality? Um, I don't remember how long. Um, so at four was when we received those diagnoses mm-hmm. and that's when we went gluten and dairy free. And I think it was a few months I had that picture, but it was too, and I forgot to say this, he was not potty trained at four and I had been, he was almost five and I'd been trying for three years to potty train this kid. <laughs> and, um, and two weeks of gluten and dairy free, he was making eye contact with me and he was, um, potty trained. And, and that's when I took the new picture. So I think it was a few months of having that picture on my fridge. Um, but it was literally two weeks of, of making that huge change. Amazing. And so that's kind of what we talk about and you'll hear Annie apply these other things as we go. It's, it's, putting what I want and like then following your instincts about how to create it. Right. Not sitting there and trying to make your kid look at you or practice this, like, this is what I want. And I'm going to follow my instincts. Like we are going to do the gluten and dairy free. Cause that feels like the way to move. Right. Yeah. And I sent pictures to the doctors that all told me that it wouldn't work. And I said, Hey, just so you know, these here's, the picture and I took that sparkly eyed picture yes. and I sent the pictures of Leo and she said, thank you so much for sharing. I, I won't tell a parent that it doesn't work. 
Because <laughs> I said, you might want to, because if it's only working because the parent believes it's going to work, who cares? Right. It's worked. He's high potty trained and making eye contact and having a relationship with his care provider. Um. Yeah, sign me up, whatever it is. Right. It doesn't matter, right? If we believe it, like, then it, yeah, it has that ripple effect, which is amazing. Were there any other things that you did um, prior to us meeting and everyone in the group getting to meet Leo? Um, We did. We worked with a lot of professionals um, and we really I was always looking at his, um, like vitamins. Mm -hmm. So I, I was really into the, the, and we did occupational therapy and, and I worked with the attachment based play therapist that Mm -hmm. helped a lot. And I just followed, I followed, um, I felt like I would get little threads of what would help. And I followed those threads, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And one of the first things that was on your manifest 10K list was a machine for Leo. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which you ended yeah. up manifesting for like, I think almost it was free or something. Right. Um, yeah, listeners will get, yeah, you got a grant. L- listeners yeah. will hear that story coming up about how we had that on your list and it manifested. You got a grant for it, which is awesome. And I want to edit something that I said earlier. I said, you know, when you see Leo, you know, maybe something's going on, but I think that's actually only after you've spent a little time because I remember, um, we had a holiday party, like a cookie party at my house. And, um, one of my friends, they dress up like Santa and Mrs. Claus and they came and Leo was like, you're not Santa. And he didn't notice, like he was like, treating him as a normal 16 year old. Who's like saying you're not Santa. Right. And then he realized he was like, Oh, like that, you know, his brain kind of clicked like, Oh, maybe that wasn't a normal, like, you know, a typical 16 year old response, but he didn't even notice for a while. Like he, he was, he saw him as a a 16 year old, 17 year old, however old he was at that moment. Yeah. You know, it's funny because for a long time, I wanted Leo to be typical. I wanted him to be neurotypical. I was chasing this. I had read this thing about the when the window closes and I was chasing neurotypical. Mm. The way you can tell Leo is not typical is that he connects with people. He's really engaged. My friends with neurotypical children, um, they're like, man, I wish my kids were as nice as Leo is. <laughs> Leo's a bit nicer than neurotypical yes. people. Yes. <laughs> more open and he's kind his heart is wide open and i dropped my need for him to be typical for him to be i don't want him to be head in his phone and telling me to fuck off you know like <laughs> typical <laughs> but, but um I mean, because I'm listening to my friends and what they're going through with their kids and everybody has their issues. And I just I I want Leo to have rewarding friendships and fulfilling uh, relationships. And um, and I don't mean to say anything negative about neurotypical, but I had to that's something that has happened in the last few months, honestly, Mm -hmm. like I've dropped my need for Leo to be typical. 
<laughs> That's amazing. And what's so fun, like one of my favorite Leo stories is like you were in the shower or something and he got your phone one time and he called me and I didn't like, I was doing something so I didn't answer, but it was much better because I got the message and he thought I was Cassie from the good witch. And so he's calling and he's asking me all these, all these questions and checking in as if he's, you know, really. And it was, there was so much evidence in that call and it was so cool because it was like a kind of a future self call that didn't like, I, I couldn't, it created it obviously, but Leo gets to participate in life in different ways because he thinks if you have Cassie in your phone, it's Cassie from the good witch. <laughs> yeah. And he also thinks that you and Cassie, he's watching the good witch again. Now he likes it in the fall. Yeah. Um, and she's, I don't know if you've watched the show. Yes. She's very nice magical person mm -hmm. and he thinks you and Cassie are a lot alike and like he'll be like different Cassies but they're a lot alike and um and he's not wrong <laughs> it's my favorite thing that he's like yeah that's you could be that Cassie <laughs> yes I love yeah. it I started watching I've it after he called like and it's it was so good and so fun it's funny because I stopped needing him to not be um, like the diagnosis, like the like because he called. I have a friend, Michael, in my phone and he called <laughs> him thinking he was Michael Fronte, which I get that that's not neurotypical. He's like, well, why would your son think that you have Michael Fronte's phone number? And I was like, well. He's been on stage with Michael Fronte three times, and um, Michael, I bought Mike, I bought him one of those cameos from Michael mm -hmm. Fronte, and he sent this very personal, awesome message. In Leo's my in Leo's life, he it is magical. When Leo goes into ever, I all I think about this, and who am I to try to yank him out of a magical world, right? And be like, hey, this is reality, buddy. <laughs> Because in his world, every store he goes into, Leo's favorite musicians are Jack Johnson, Michael Fronte, and Jerry Garcia. And every store we go to, one of those people is playing. <laughs> Leo's world is magical. And nice. the realtor just, um, the realtor on our the cabin, the retreat center we just bought, mm -hmm. He, of course, Leo said something about accordions. He goes, oh, I have an accordion that I, I don't use. Would you like it? And Leo's like, yeah. <laughs> Leo's world is magical. People just give Leo instruments all of the time. Yes. And th there's a soundtrack to his life that um, I sit back. And once I stop trying to make his life normal, then I got to be a part of that magical soundtrack and that magical life that he, he gets manifesting. I, yes. he doesn't have the barriers that I had. <laughs> yes. He is magical. He lives like such a magical life because it's just like, it's pure and present and connected and there, yeah, there's no barriers. So it's like, you know, of course, these things happen because he never thinks they can't happen. Yeah. 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 That's what I've stopped being. I've stopped. I've been taking myself out of the way lately. And like, let, who am I to say he's not going to have a truck when he's 26? 
right? I don't know. Where, let's see. It'll be fun to see how this happens. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about what is Leo's future self? What does he tell you about his future self when he's 26? Um, He is happy and he has a lot of friends and he'd like to, he'd like to be married. <laughs> he awesome. really wants to be a husband and, um, um, or be a fiance. He also likes that idea of being engaged, but he wants a fulfilling and happy relationship mm-hmm. and he wants to be a musician. He'd like to, I, I think he will, he's learning, um, songs. He wants to be a musician for very young kids. Like, um, I'll go to daycares mm-hmm. and um, perform songs for little kids. He loves that. He loves seeing um, like two to four year olds. He loves mm-hmm. those. Um, I think he'll be a music. Well, his future self is a musician. He's a musician now too. Yes. Um, I just got a picture the other day of him performing at a coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 yeah, he's performed at different coffee shops and, um, I was just looking up the make it. Yeah. Um, yeah. He loves his job. He has friends of supportive community and he feels free and confident and happy. Amazing. I love it. He is so awesome. And it's so fun because he's like everyone's kids really, but they're, they're an extension of like our circle. And so when something happens with Leo, everybody celebrates, like they're celebrating for him, like they're celebrating for you, but they're really celebrating him. It's like, yes, that's awesome. Or when he pops on a call, everybody loves that. And just, I think that you get to tell me like having that community also like seeing you, as so amazing is also, you know, supports everything he wants to do. Yeah. 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 It has been great. And he'll, he, he said something the other day. Um, I don't think he ever used the word manifesting before, but I said, can't remember exactly what I wanted. And he said, Oh, that'll be fun to manifest. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Yes, it will be. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Amazing. Um, as we wrap up, is there anything else in your heart or you mind that you want to share or you want to tell parents out there that might have kids that had or have heavy diagnosis? Anything else you want to make sure we share today? Um, I would say that you're the expert of your kid and they are the expert of them too. Um, no matter what professionals tell you and what mainstream medicine says too, there is a lot of great stuff in mainstream medicine, but there is a tendency to put people in certain boxes and say they will never dot, 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 or, and doctors don't know how to say, I don't know. (laughs) Like if you Mm -hmm. ask a doctor, Hey, will this work? And they say, no, they might, they might mean, I don't know. (laughs) So, so become your own expert, become your own, like, I would say, try to look at it as an adventure because, um, I had degree, I did a grieving process and I think that was important. Feel your feelings and then tap into the possibilities because normal might not be 
the possibility, but so much, I don't know. I think, I think Leo's amazing. And I've been tossing around ideas for a book, like from autism to amazing. I don't know, but I just think that if you can get out of your child's way, um, happiness is possible. Thriving is possible and it can be a fun adventure. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your story and Leo's story with us today. Uh, I'm super excited for everybody to hear uh, your manifesting success story over the next couple months. So thank you also for sharing that, Annie. Yeah, thank you for giving me the opportunity. I look forward to when listeners hear about our trip that we went on for his birthday because it was it was uh, so much fun going to California and celebrating Leo and um, and he just, yeah. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to look at where he, where we were even 20 years ago or 15 years ago. And, um, yeah, I really appreciate this. I don't always look back and it's been a uh, positive experiencing experience. <laughs> Amazing. My pleasure. And you are most welcome. Thank you all for listening and make sure to come back next week and check out Annie's story. Thank you for joining us today. If you are inspired and you're ready to start writing a new money story, a new life story to really pick the pin up and design your happy ever after, go to enchantedlifeu.com. That's EnchantedLifeU.com to get started. For any links that we talked about in the show, you can find the show notes at ManifestingSuccessStories.com.